0: Hey queens, welcome to Captivation Radio, a podcast designed to help women learn to love their bodies, transform their mindset, and attract the life of their dreams. I'm your host, Fallon, the queen of all things Captivation. I'm a certified personal trainer and a confidence and mindset coach. I have a passion for helping women go from mediocrity to queen status. Each week, I will discuss how you can use fitness, mindset, and manifestation to overcome feelings of lack, raise your energy and finally step into your power and claim the life you deserve. Hey queens, welcome back to this week's episode of Captivation Radio. Today I'm going to talk to you about confidence. And I want us all to be confident like Brad. I'm sure you all know a Brad. He's loud, extremely confident. He believes he knows all the things and can close any deal. He probably smells strongly of cologne, so you can smell him like two aisles away at the grocery store. If he's not at work in his power suit, then he is probably wearing some kind of cutoff tea to show off his muscles, <laughs> even if he doesn't have any. Brad doesn't actually have to know anything. He thinks he does, and therefore he shows up like a boss. What he lacks in knowledge, he makes up for in confidence. It doesn't matter what you think of him. He thinks he's the most amazing human on earth. Meanwhile, there's Katie. Katie has a doctorate. And she is scared to show up because she doesn't know everything So why do Katie and Brad show up so differently? There is a few different reasons. And let me say, I'm not going to cover all the reasons. Everybody has their own individual limiting beliefs that hold them back from reaching the heights of success that they are destined to reach once they can overcome those beliefs. But today I'm going to go over a few things of why Brad can show up so confidently and Katie can be scared to show up. And if you identify with either one of them, I'm not judging either one, people are just different. (laughs) So number one, there is a gender confidence gap. And pretty much this means that men tend to overestimate their abilities and their performance and women tend to us- underestimate theirs. From a young age, boys are told it is okay and even expected to be a handful. Whereas girls are praised for being quiet and therefore good. And these that good is in air quotes. This mentality gets ingrained into our minds. So boys are taught from a young age, like I said, it's okay to be a handful. And that is ingrained in their minds. So they don't have any problem growing up and being rambunctious or loud or blurting out answers, even if they have no clue what they're saying. And girls, on the other hand, are supposed to be quiet and I'm rolling my eyes when I say supposed to be and we get taught that not all of us a lot of us society would like us to be taught that we should be quiet and therefore good and I have to tell you I obviously don't um, believe in this kind of teaching <laughs> I I As y'all know, I have seven kids, and I have three boys and four girls, and I asked my two 11-year-old girls, um, when you're at school, do you feel like you need to be quiet? And they both burst out laughing hysterically, and basically said they don't know how to be quiet, so... Apparently, I've taught them well. The same way my parents taught me. Because I have never learned how to bite my tongue yet. And then we'll go to number three. As women, we are routinely underestimated, underutilized, and underpaid. We are often expected to perform at high levels, above our male counterparts, Just to be seen as competent. If you have ever worked in any kind of corporate position or any kind of office environment, you likely had to deal with a situation like this. Where you thought or you were told that you needed to do this, this, and this, and this. And you needed to do it perfect. And you needed to be willing to stay extra hours because... Women are always trying to get out of work so they can take care of their children and they don't care about their jobs and all of that BS. So that makes us feel like we have to try so, 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 so hard and all men have to do is show up because of course men like their jobs more than their families, right? Like these stupid stereotypes drive me crazy. And number four, when people are very intelligent, they understand how much they don't know. So that makes even what they do know, even if it's significant, even like I said in my example, like Katie has a doctorate, but she's scared to talk about what she knows Because it feels like nothing. Because she knows somebody that knows even more than her. And in her mind, what she knows is very small. And I see women do this all the time. No matter how much we know, we have a tendency to say to ourselves, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if anybody will listen. And it's just because we always feel like somebody knows more. But it really doesn't matter because somebody also always knows less. And number five, women are far more likely to be perfectionists than men. And when you're a perfectionist, it is hard to be confident because you're only confident if you do everything perfectly, which is freaking impossible to do. Another reason that women show up differently is women are more concerned with what their work does for people than the attention that they want from themselves. So if women have a purpose behind their work, that's what they're looking for. They want to see their purpose being fulfilled. They don't necessarily care if people are looking at them. Some women don't like people looking at them. They want their message to be heard without it drawing attention to them. Number seven, they understand there is wisdom in everyone, not in just them. So if you know that everybody is intelligent, everybody has a different kind of wisdom in them. Sometimes it feels kind of preachy to be telling people things when you know that they might already know or you don't want them to think that you don't think that they know something. You see how that overthinking goes? It just turns into like this crazy vicious cycle. And number eight, every day we are bombarded with 50,000 ways to do things. And this in turn makes us feel like we have no clue what we are doing. And if you don't believe me, Google how to brand yourself. Everybody's going to tell you or how to get more followers on Instagram or anything to do with being a woman in business of any kind or how to raise your children, anything. There's going to be so many opinions. And if you try to read all of them and follow all of them, you're going to end up stuck and paralyzed and not doing anything at all. And then women tend to be people pleasers like i said before not saying everybody but women have often been in a caretaker role and that makes women want to make the people around them happy which isn't necessarily a bad thing but where it is a bad thing is that it is really hard balancing everyone's needs because you can never make everybody happy. And at the end of the day, a lot of times, the people that we leave out from being happy is ourselves, which is not okay. So now let's talk a little bit about how we can overcome this. Number one, lower the bar to good enough. Somebody re- going to be completely honest, I am a recovering perfectionist. However, 2020 has done a great job of killing that in me. I'm thankful for that. And I'm just going with the motto that done is better than perfect. I give myself deadlines. I do I do the work and I publish it. If it is time to publish my blog post, I am going to get it done and I'm going to publish it just how it is. Even if there might be a typo which previously would have made me crazy and annoyed about it until I went and changed it. Or like if I stumble over a word on my podcast... There was a point where I would have like edited it out, started over from that point, fixed it. Now I'm just like, whatever. I'm a human. I stumble over my words sometimes. If you don't like it, then why are you listening to me? (laughs) Because I don't want to be a robot. So I no longer work on anything tediously trying to find perfection. It doesn't do me any good. It doesn't do anybody any good that needs to hear my message. And now there are certain projects, like the cover art from my podcast, that I know if I do it myself, because I do like to do graphic design, I do most of my graphics myself, but that I'm going to be super picky about, because everybody's going to see it. So I know if I do it myself, I'm going to revise it over and over and over, and it's never going to be good enough. So I outsource that. I have somebody that does it for me. I'm gonna see his vision I'm like perfect and I don't have to think about it anymore. It saves me time, it saves me stress. If there's little things that you know you can't stop trying to be a perfectionist on, then have somebody else do it for you. And I have a quote with for this one. We have to remember that it is not our abilities that hold us back, but our doubt in our abilities. And that's not my quote, but I did not write down whose it was. So, if you know, you can tell me because I don't remember. And number two, challenge norms of what women should do. I want you to challenge the unspoken rules, the social standards, the norms, the expectations of what a good, and again, in air quotes, good mom, wife, woman, should be like to be worthy and desirable. Because seriously, fuck everybody's expectations. Wherever you are, however you are, you are still a good and worthy person. We all have work to do. Like I said in number one, nobody is perfect. But you shouldn't have to be a certain way in order for people to value you. And if the people around you only value you if you are a certain way, then you might need to rethink your circle. Because mine is going to value me even on days where I want to feed my kids cereal for dinner or, I mean, I don't do that, but if I did... Or we want to eat Lunchables every day for homeschooling because nobody wants to cook lunch every single day and breakfast and dinner or whatever it is. Like, you need to wear certain clothes. If you follow me on social, you know I don't really care. I wear crop tops. I wear shorts. Sometimes I wear sequin dresses for no reason. Like... Any expectations that people have of me, if they know me, have gone long out the window because I do what I want. And you should too because then you can be happy. Number three, if you're scared to show up, it's helpful if you start by talking about things you're passionate about. When you're passionate about something and you start talking about it, you're going to get less intimidated by other people. You're going to know that you can talk about it for whatever amount of time. Like I like talking about mindset. I like talking about fitness. If somebody tells me, hey, I'm struggling with this with fitness, I can right away start talking about it and I don't have to think twice about it. I don't have to second doubt myself because I'm passionate about it. Anything that you're passionate about is a good place to start talking because that will help you gain your confidence. And then number four, you need to understand why you want to share your message. Do you know that, do you know you can help people? Like if you know I have whatever message to share, I've been through XYZ or I have a great understanding of XYZ. If you don't share that, then the world is missing out. And you could have been helping somebody, but now you're not because you're scared. So you're doing a disservice to people that need you. So it's bigger than you. But you need to figure out what it is that you want to share and why. And then everything starts to fall into place. And number five is one that I share often. Ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? If I go live and I do a terrible job, What's the worst that can happen? I mean, somebody I don't know might laugh about it. Maybe nobody watches. I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to take any money away from me. It's not going to make my children not love me anymore. I mean, it's nothing in the scheme of things that really matters. And number six... Find mentors that embody characteristics which you desire to have. It's so good to have somebody that you can look up to. And then when you doubt yourself, think about would this person hold back and be scared to show up? Or is she just out here like, I don't care. I am me and you can love it or leave it. And then... Think, number seven, think about all of the things you're missing out on by playing small. Because I guarantee you, if you're not living up to your potential, there's things you're missing out on. Is your income impacted? And if so, think about how that affects your family. Like if you're struggling, but you know that you have the knowledge to make money, but you're not then you're negatively impacting your family. And are you okay with that? Probably not. So you need to stop. You need to realize how great you are and start showing up like that. And then number eight, this is super important. Understand that confidence takes practice. There's few people that just wake up and feel like a complete boss every day. Everybody... Has things that scare them for some people it's public speaking for some people it's video for some people it's writing other people it's like going out and meeting and networking with people some people are scared to put their content together or you know everybody has something that they're scared to do so you just have to practice so I'm going to tell you a story because I know I seem super confident. I mostly am, not gonna lie. But the first time I ever did a Facebook Live, I was so, so uncomfortable. And it made no logical sense. I'm not shy. I've done in-person speaking events before. Like from a young age, I did debate, I did forensic, I did drama. Like I don't care about talking to people. I have even put on like ridiculous singing performances in front of my school. I did I never cared. But showing up on video on Facebook Live, I don't know why, it was so intimidating the first time. And if you don't believe me, it's still somewhere on my Facebook page and you can see that I barely said a word the whole video unlike now. <laughs> so, I didn't want to do this video at all. But I had joined Unique and I'm still a presenter too. And my upline, who is now my best friend, told me I had to do it. She didn't give me a choice. She's like, "Okay, so this is what you're going to do." And I'm like, "Um, I don't know." She's like, "No, yep, you're going to do it." And she said I would be okay. And I really didn't believe her. I did not think I was going to be okay. I thought it was ridiculous. But I did it anyways. And I kept doing it. And now I can go live and I can talk about whatever without a second thought. This did not happen overnight, though. This took practice. It took showing up when I did not want to. I used to watch my bestie Anna's videos and think like, dang, I do not know as much as her because she is a freaking fantastic makeup artist. So I would be going to do my makeup and be like, dang, I do not know as much as she does. Why would people want to watch me when they could watch somebody like her? And I told her that like, you are way better at this than me. And she told me, nobody really cares how much I know. Just keep showing up. And you know what? She was right. People don't care if I do things the wrong way, which I promise I'm going to because I do things however I feel like doing them. I don't know all like the proper makeup techniques. I just do what works for me. And people don't care that I'm not a makeup artist. They'll still watch when I do makeup videos. When I realized I didn't need to be perfect and I just needed to show up, things started to shift for me. I seriously spent my whole life trying to be perfect. And I fully believe I wouldn't have made this shift without having a mentor to tell me to get my shit together and show up. This is why mentors are so important for growth. You need to have people who can push you. And it doesn't have to be someone you know. It could be somebody who is winning in your field. Like, I love watching Jamie King, aka the sleigh coach, because she shows up however she wants to. And whenever I get the feeling that I need to conform, which is very rare, by the way, I can look at her and be like, nah, she is killing it. And she doesn't conform at all. She does what she wants. And in addition to the tips above, overcoming, see, there I go, stumbling over my words. Overcoming my own limiting beliefs has been the number one reason I'm able to do everything that I am. I can spot this little voice who I call Ashley, because I know some annoying Ashley's, and tell her to shut the fuck up. Whenever she tries to pop in with her stupid ideas, like, I don't know what I'm doing, or I don't know how to do this, or I'm not sure that anybody wants to hear this, whatever stupid ideas there are, I can tell her to shut up. And I am happy to say I barely ever hear her anymore because she is quite the annoying bitch. So I have a challenge for you all this week. Whenever you question whether you should do something or say something, imagine Brad. Would he be doubting himself or would he just do the thing? This week, be Brad, but with a little more grace. And that's all I got for you guys. I would really love to hear if this helps you. You can, of course, tag me in your stories or your DMs, um, hit me up anywhere at the Captivation Coach, and stay tuned because I am going to be doing a Overcoming Limiting Beliefs Masterclass called Captivating Beliefs, and that's going to be on Facebook. I will be sharing all the details soon, so hit me up if you want in on that. I love you guys so much. And as always, I'm so thankful for you being here with me. Have a great day.